Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget, we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We just picked our next drama, Revenant. So if this is something you'd be interested in, it's the perfect time to come join us. You can find the link in our show notes. And I love that we're doing Revenant in October. Like it is the perfect drama for an October group watch. It and is. It was, oh my gosh. I, and it was I the just only started. way I could get it, you to watch it because I've been <laughs> nagging you and you've been like dragging your feet. And I'm like, oh no, we're going to make it a required group watch for Discord for our patrons. And finally you started it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I know. Okay. So just to be clear, I was only dragging my feet because for a while I didn't, I, it wasn't available to me. I was out of the country and I wasn't able to use a VPN back when you had to do that. Um, now it, I can watch it very easily. Um, and I will say, I, if I didn't have, I, I want to even say it's not even my own willpower. I had other external factors that were yes, stopping yeah. me. So if I didn't have external factors stopping me, I would have binged that like crazy last weekend. It um, is like the perfect binge watch. It's so good. So please join us if you are interested in that group watch of Revenant because, wow, it is really, really good. So and also we are doing our movie club on our Discord channel. And our movie for this month is Midnight, which is one of the best creepy suspense movies I've watched out of all of the Korean and Chinese drama or movies. So good. I made K-Drama watch Jen watch it with me last time she was here in Portland and she loved it, even though it freaked her out. So um, it freaked me out because I had to go back to my hotel room where the lights went out and I was so sure that I was going to be murdered. Um, but yes, it was really, really good as well. Yes. So if either of those projects interest you, come check out our Patreon. And of course, you will be able to join our Discord server. So chat all of these shows with us in mass through the month of October. All right. So today's topic is a little bit different than what we usually do. Um, and I'm actually surprised that it is K-Drama Jen joining me for this topic, <laughs> since usually I couldn't get her to watch Western entertainment even if I like dragged her so <laughs> I'm I'm totally shocked usually it's uh CL Kida that is my live um adaptations of on anime and manga I'm just saying she's usually my go-to girl for that so but we are going to be discussing One Piece we watched it last month this is the first time we've been able to get to discussing it because Oddly enough, like our schedules for drama topics are pretty full and we've had so much great content and dramas coming out that it's hard to get anything extra in. But we are now ready to discuss One Piece and what we liked about it and why you should be watching this too. And 
So that is kind of what we're going to start with. But let's start off with a synopsis. Uh, it's, a again, one of the probably most famous Japanese mangas out there currently. It has over, well, the, the anime has like over a thousand episodes. I'm not sure how many books the manga has, but I assume it is still ongoing. Do you it's, know? It is still ongoing. I know that the anime is still ongoing. Yeah. Um, and what I can tell you is that um, my son is a huge One Piece fan. He's a huge anime fan, but One Piece is his favorite. He very disdainfully was looking over my shoulder as I was watching the live action. <laughs> I just want you to know. We'll have to talk about that a little bit because this is an adaptation. And remember, they put this all into a kind of a short series and it's thousands and thousands of episodes as an anime. So of course, they are going to leave out a lot, much to his um, disgust, quite frankly, as he walked by and was like, I cannot believe you're watching this. Um, <laughs> but we'll talk more about that. Yes. So the synopsis is the series follows the adventures of the fugitive straw hat pirates as they explore the dangerous oceans, lands and beyond in search of the One Piece a fabled treasure that will make their captain the king of the pirates. But the Navy is on their ship's tail, and they are not the only crew searching for the One Piece. Armed with skills and unbreakable friendship, the Straw Hats are ready for the journey and even more ready to fight for their dreams together. Aw, that's so sweet. That's actually kind of a nice synopsis. Um, again, of the this Netflix live-action piece. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I I think it actually captures it pretty well. So let's start with just kind of in general. Have you watched a lot of anime or read a lot of manga? Or in general, um, beyond in general, but have you actually watched this anime or read this manga? And so let me first of all say, I'm not a big anime watcher. I have watched, I think I watched Fruit Baskets, Um and I think maybe one other, um, which is really funny because my children are huge anime fans. Um, so haven't watched a lot. I've actually never read a manga. Um, of course, I we have plenty in my house, but I just have never picked it up. So um, the answer to that for me is I haven't really watched a lot of anime. And for this, I haven't watched this anime and I haven't read the manga Um I was recently in Japan and I visited the One Piece store in um, in Tokyo and there was a live action One Piece show at Universal Studios. Um, I actually personally didn't attend that. My two sons attended it and absolutely loved it. But that's kind of the ex I'm kind of like on the periphery of One Piece, like I can walk by my son's uh, room and see all the posters. So I like, I kind of know the people, but that's as far as it gets for me. How about you? Have you watched the anime or read the manga? I actually haven't. And I do enjoy both anime and manga. Unfortunately, in recent years, uh, my focus has shifted to K-dramas and Chinese dramas more as the um, stuff that I watch of Asian content and as much as I would love to have all the hours in the day to watch everything, I just don't. 
And so something had to be cut out and it was for the most part, the manga and the anime webtoons. I enjoy those. I just don't have as much time to read them or watch them. Uh, One Piece in particular, I knew it was around. It's one of the, the animes that I didn't watch from that kind of time period just because I wasn't a huge fan of the um, animation, the art style. Especially uh, the early. Uh, the yes, early the art early. Style. Yeah. Because this is back when I was watching. I watched Naruto. I watched Bleach. Um, so I did definitely watch a lot of similar content. It, just not this one specifically. Yeah, I don't know why. Because it's really fun. <laughs> and the story right. is so good. But I guess I was just like a little bit of a snob. I really try not to judge things on the appearance or, you know, the quality of of things. But I guess in this case, I was because I just never had started because it was just like, yeah, that's kind well, of stupid. After this, I did start the anime. Um, I have to. <laughs> and I have to say, it. like, the again, that the early um art for for this is not my favorite it feels very exaggerated to me and just kind of um I had a harder time with it but I'm assured that as you move forward in your thousands of episodes that the art gets you know much more modernized and it more along the line what you would expect of a modern anime but the story is still there the story is very good I'm really enjoying the story it's different than the live action I kind of put it on after I've had a rough day at work because I just need something that I can relax to. And so this is kind of my current go-to just filler when I need something to relax and I don't have to pay attention for a podcast or a blog post or anything. So I am enjoying watching it now, just slowly. It'll take me a while to catch up on those thousand episodes. So, (laughs) And so the casting... Again, we went into this knowing nothing at all about the anime, but do we feel this was well cast? Like, especially after going back and seeing some of the anime now. Yeah. The casting is totally brilliant. I can see every character was really well thought out. And especially I want to say Luffy. He was, that character just came to life with this actor, uh, Inaki Godoy. Is yeah, I actor. See, I'm not sure if I've seen him in anything, but he's very dynamic. So let's see. Yeah, um, he he's the one that played Monkey D. Luffy. Yep. Yeah. And um, it's very interesting because I I so basically because I had a resident expert um sniffing over my shoulder as I was watching, I was able to ask a lot of questions. I'm sure he really appreciated that. But, and I was like, oh, is he supposed to be like, I, I, for, okay. I assumed that everybody in one piece was supposed to be Japanese because it was a manga. Um, and he assured me, no, no. Um, so actually he agreed that the casting for him was actually pretty good. He really captured his kind of um, optimistic way of of kind of persevering through everything. And I thought that that was really interesting. So I agree. I also thought that um, the one playing Roranoa Zoro, the, so his name is McKenyu. 
McKinney yes. made that, right? Yes. And I have seen him before. Oh, he was quite good in this. Um, I really enjoyed him. And I do think that he captured the character from the enemy pretty well as well, just in his um, mannerisms and things. Now, I will say that, again, one of the criticisms that was happening over my shoulder was that he couldn't possibly do all of the fancy things that that in the anime with the sword, um, especially the two swords. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, but let's give him some credit. He's he's doing really well here. So, um, so yeah, I think especially after like just kind of seeing the anime itself, I actually thought that casting was pretty good for this. Well, and he actually was in Roanu Kenshin, the series. Yeah, uh, it's a series of movies of the anime of the same or the manga of the same title and so it looks like he also was in the second and third full metal alchemist films so i have not watched those yet i've been meaning to go back and watch them so i need to to remember to go hunt those down on netflix as well so he's he's definitely done a couple uh manga anime adaptations for netflix and so yeah so he's definitely been around and he's dynamic in all the roles that i've seen him in so i really like him a lot yeah i'm i'm reading a little bit about other things that he's been in so um and he is japanese american so yes again he did a really nice job there um I, also, I yeah believe um godoy is latin american it says Mex- he's American, but he has to. He was to... born in, yeah, he was born in Mexico. Okay. I'm like, and I've and seen he... him speak Spanish, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, And this is the only thing I've seen him in, so, mm. which is not surprising if, because. It looks if, like he know. was also in another Netflix show called The Imperfects in 2022. Hmm. And he is the lead in that. And it's about uh, teens that are in some kind of medical something or other and they get special powers so okay yeah um the other person that i really liked in this was uh nami and that's played by emily rudd um i just i really liked her character i thought she had a lot of spunk um and she really kind of pulled everything together for me um and i was really invested in her story I have to agree. She definitely had the story arc that connected everything from the start to the end. And I really enjoyed her as well. So again, there was no one on the cast that was not well chosen. Right. So if you were to choose a favorite character, who would that character be? I think for me, it would have to be Monkey Did Luffy. He just really was the heart of the show. And every time... And again, it's so cheesy because you keep saying I'm the king of the pirates, but it gets me every single time <laughs> or when like one of his friends is threatened and he gets all serious and tough and it's just all like, oh, oh, he, yeah. I just love him. Like there's so many moments throughout the show where it's just like he just makes me happy watching him on my TV. And he, that's sometimes yeah. what you need. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he really brought so much just positive energy 
Um, and oh my gosh, this unshakable belief in himself that no, I'm gonna be the you know the captain of the pirates, um, the king of the pirates. So and he I, doesn't get upset when people say yeah, right. He's just like okay, right. guess what I'm gonna do, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> he just lets so much flow off his back, and and you can see why people get like Stockholmed into becoming his crew. <laughs> and yes, it's so true. They're like oh my gosh, like by fear or sheer determination he's able to pull people in i still i like nami's role because i think as i said i feel like her story really kind of helps pull it together and she's so the opposite of monkey d luffy like she is so jaded and and you can tell she wants to believe she wants to to trust her friends and she's in a position where she just can't. Um, and and she knows she has to betray people that she cares about. And I just can feel that conflict through the whole story. And I really felt like that made me even more invested in the story. Because you know that something's not quite right. But yeah. we don't really know until the end. Also, this is not spoiler free, right? Because we normally do a spoiler-free section, and I don't think we we're able do. to do that. Yeah, it's not spoiler-free. All right, from this point onward, there'll be spoilers, so... Just be aware. Uh, yeah, just be aware. I don't think that knowing the spoilers is going to deter from your enjoyment of the show. Right. You know, so take with that what you may. I think you'll enjoy the show, even if you know some of the battles the fights the characters so and we're not i don't think we're gonna give away too much but just know yeah, that yeah we're not going on it episode by episode we've had a couple insanely long episodes in the podcast the last couple of weeks so this <laughs> one's going to be a little bit more manageable because yeah there, there's been a couple almost two hour episodes and we're like no let, let's ease it back a little and we just wanted to throw this out into the universe because we loved it so much so sharing the love you oh we talked about favorite characters who are favorite bad guys this was fun because i experienced this while also somehow ending up on the one piece tiktok feed oh so it was really interesting to see what connected with me as a watcher and what connected with the TikTok universe. And the TikTok universe universally loved Buggy. They were like, oh, he's not hot. Me. He's the best. You know, he's their favorite. Um, yeah, it was interesting because <laughs> they were all doing thirst trap Buggy cuts. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. That's oh. funny. Okay. All right. You know, everyone has their thing. I can see it. It's not necessarily my pick, but I'm, I assume we're probably going to have the same pick on who caught our attention. But does he have a giant sword? He does have a giant yeah. sword. Um, so, so definitely. But I, looking back, I can appreciate how Buggy kind of is one of those reoccurring villains, kind of like Pokemon with the the bumbling idiots on the side kind of thing. It, he feels very similar to that. Like Team Rocket kind yes, of people. Yes, he yeah. seems very similar to Team Rocket. Maybe a little bit more stabby 
cutthroat. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see him being the comedic uh, bad guy of the week in the in the anime. So I can appreciate how they really did bring that character to life. It's very funny and they did a really well job. But yeah, who can beat the hot sword guy? Oh, gosh, I can't even remember his name. It was, um, let's see, Buggy the Clown was played by Jeff Ward and he was super, super good and hawkeye right or yeah it was like mihawk that's what mihawk mihawk played by stephen ward and that totally worked for me yep he's super hot i love the whole eyes and the stash and the facial hair and the multi-swords and the just the all-around badassness of his character totally worked I a hundred percent agree. He's my, he was my favorite. Um, again, chirping over my shoulder. Um, <laughs> were lots of comments about, um, about him and you know like how powerful he is and you know that we would be seeing more of him and so on. But, um, I really did a, yeah, he was my favorite. I really liked him. We had some in different um episodes we had some different kinds of i guess villain type roles um so when we were you know in the mansion we had the yes that's the one i was going to mention as my favorite villain so uh, it was clahador clahador something like that i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right but he was my favorite out of the full all-out villains he was very creepy with his like claw thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was very creepy. I mean his minions not as much with their weird cat suits, but he was very creepy. I mean, I they were still pretty creepy because they had those weird cat suits and just their behaviors and things. I found them it really kind creepy, of re- but... they kind of reminded me of the old Batman series. Yes. With Catwoman. <laughs> it felt very much like that to me. Not that that's bad because I used to love that show when I was a kid. I was so addicted to that stupid show. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what that felt. But while he went that extra, I'm going to murder you in your sleep kind of vibe. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Literally. Yes. Um, The fact that there's a whole scene where he's, I mean, he's been poisoning this young girl and gaining her trust um, and I guess that for me is what makes him the most villainous is that she thought he could be trusted and then he turned on her and be- and was like worse than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, and yeah. I like how um, I did get past this part in the anime recently and I really liked the extended story that they did have in the anime. The premise is that he had faked his death way back and he was tired of being a captain or a pirate, but he didn't have the funds to live the lifestyle he wanted. So he was going to work under this girl until she turned 18, got all her money, and then murder her with her willing all of her earthly possessions to him so he could keep this secondary identity but oh. live in in the quality of life that he wants so he doesn't want to become a pirate he wants to 
kill anyone who knows who he is and just live his life out as a very rich, wealthy person. Like he's done pirating. He just wants to be wealthy and live the life he wants. And so you get a little bit of that in the the movie or, or the series, not as much as you do in the anime. And I think his ruthlessness just to kill everyone so he can have that perfect life is what really sets him apart. Yeah. Rather than, well, I'm just pirating, you know? And so, so yeah, I, it was interesting watching him play the long game and trying to inherit all of her wealth and get rid of her. And so I think because the, some of the other villains are, I mean, they're just kind of very direct in your face. Like they're pirating. I'm a pirate. I'm a bad guy. I am going to kill you or I am going to take your stuff or whatever it is. But because he was playing the long game, because he was, you know, insidiously like warming his way into her life um, and, and playing this role of like confidant and she really thought she could trust him. It felt different. It felt it more villainous to me. So, um, and his yeah. like claws were very cool. He did have cool claws and he could like zip around really, really fast. Like, yeah, I was like, that's an interesting skill. All right. So what about the whole following your dream of becoming a pirate story? Did you enjoy that? What did you think of that? Um, for me, I loved that. I thought that that was the heart and soul of this drama was this idea that um, that Luffy was kind of creating this found family as he went. But ultimately, he, his dream was to be a pirate, even though kind of his version of being a pirate wasn't like killing people and stealing their money. It's this idea of a grand adventure. And so I think he was a little misguided in like what being a pirate is all about. But <laughs> I love but, that he just was like, I'm a different kind of pirate. Yes. <laughs> and so it's so it's really cute because he's so like wide eyed, innocent and optimistic about this idea of like, no, we're pirates. We're going to go, you know, have adventures. And he keeps attracting people on or like you said, sort of Stockholm syndrome, syndroming people into joining his crew. Um, and they tend to be really jaded. They've seen the world. They've, you know, experienced all these different things. And yet his enthusiasm is contagious. And you can see them warm up to him and you can see them kind of start to see their world a little differently because of him. So I love that part of this you know, this whole idea of like following your dream and they all have their own dreams. Some of them are more realistic than others, but I loved that. How about you? I loved it. And it wasn't just following the dream of being a pirate. It was everyone was following their dreams. Um, we hadn't mentioned Colby yet, played mm. by Morgan Davies. Uh, and He's like, okay, you don't want to be a pirate. You want to be a Marine. You go get your dream. Or the same like when Zoro was fighting against Mihawk. He's like, I can't stand in his way. That's his dream to fight him. Right. Am I very concerned he could be hurt or even killed? Yes, but it's his dream. And I'm not going to take that away from him. Like just that whole 
idea that he truly understands that each individual has to follow their own dream and he will support that. Yeah. Is awesome. That's very true. That's a, that's a really great like piece of this is like you said, everybody has their own dream. And so they're kind of all in it together, but kind or, of, or we haven't even mentioned Sanji, how he wants to cook, right? <laughs> he wants to like explore, find new ingredients and cook. So he's like, cool. Follow your dream while being on my crew, you know? Right. And cook for us. Yeah. 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 And Be a chef. He's, he's the best supportive bestie you could imagine. What are several of our favorite comedic moments in the show? I think one of the ones that first was center for me was when they all came together in the Marine stronghold trying to steal the map. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was so funny. Just they're all like trying to go about their stealthy business. And here Luffy comes and he's just chaos, like absolute chaos. <laughs> And everywhere everywhere, everywhere. He, goes. he goes anywhere he's just all like doo, 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 you know <laughs> and i just love him and that whole opening sequence episode one was so much fun and i just laughed it was so much fun oh all of the um running around on the pirate ship and like being um you know you have the different people who are trying to like capture and I, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I think that, um, there were a lot of moments where I found myself laughing along. Um, but for me, the part that really kind of stood out for me were all the heartfelt moments. And the one that really stands out for me is, um, between chef Zeph and, the um the wannabe chef so with sanji um especially when you find out kind of how their relationship developed and the sacrifice that that the chef um did for young sanji so um i guess we're giving spoilers so i'll just say that they were (laughs) i mean this is crazy like the fact that he gave his food they were they were stranded um in a on a i guess deserted island or cliff and he the chef gave his food he was not the chef at the time he was um he was like a the, pirate the captain of the cook pirates or yes, something like that he was captain and so but he gave sanji who's just a kid um his ration of food and then he ended up in order to survive eating his own leg um which is just crazy because when we meet them as adults they have kind of this antagonistic relationship um and chef is always criticizing the food that sanji is making and so on and so forth um their relationship made me feel so much like i had all the feels between whenever they were together um, once we found out what that history was like, and certainly when Sanji decides to leave to kind of pursue his dream, um, and the, the support that that really that Chef is giving him, I just oh, it was just super super heartfelt. Loved it. 
Well, and I also want to point out how good the relationship developed between all of them, but also that final scene with Nami where she finally asked for help. Mm. I totally teared up. Yeah. I totally teared up. And then I laughed because he's so over the top in declaring that he's going to support her. And it's just like, oh, you weird little thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I loved that scene. Uh, one other that stood out that was pretty funny was the discovery that his grandpa is one of the head bigwigs of the Marines. Yes. That was pretty hilarious where... The grandpa's trying to tough love him by sinking his ship. And right, right. He's he's yelling out, just surrender, give in. And Luffy's like, never. And just like that brat <laughs> rebellion just coming forth. Cause you really don't see him upset that often. But when he's fighting his grandpa, it's just like it triggers. And it's and the fact so that funny. I mean, we haven't even really talked about the fact that, so if you're new to this, you may not understand that he's able to stretch his body and do all yes. kinds of crazy things as long as he doesn't fall into the salt water. Um, so that like, even when they're having these big battles and things, he's able to do things so that he's not Since harmed. he's rubber, he can yes. bounce off bullets or he can bounce off a cannonball a cannonball and shoot yeah. it back over <laughs> so so he ate this it's called the devil's fruit when he was a young kid and the premise is it'll give you special powers but if you get into water you drown because you can't swim and so you know that's obviously and, a and negative you lose, for a you pirate lose your power. you lose your yes. favorite your special powers yeah, yeah so he can't just stretch his arms and pull himself out of the water like he becomes completely unable to do anything but drown. And so it's very interesting watching this whole premise between his his goal, which is to become a pirate, the king of the pirates. And then, of course, his grandfather is like the lead, the lead <laughs> uh, admiral or whatever it is of the the Marines. And like almost like take down pirates. Yeah. Like almost like in a K drama though, like where you've got like the Chibal grandfather who's trying tough love on his kids. But secretly and, he's you know, proud of his grandson. Yes. Even though he's out to put him in his place. Yes. But like, except now we have like, he's actually firing on his ship. Like, Oh yeah, just, the tough love really goes funny. that extra little bit. There. It certainly does. <laughs> it certainly does. But I um this was one other thing is that you know in the in the anime, so I'm told, you don't find this out until much, much, much later. Um, this and the you know, so again, I had a lot of chirping behind me of like, he's not supposed to be there. Or when this scene takes place, those trees aren't supposed to be on that part of the deck. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, let's just enjoy this story for what it is. Well, and this so that is would obviously a gateway to get right. you sucked into the anime, which right. works. Um, it certainly worked. Uh, what I yes. want to say, though, is like, if you are a fan of the anime and then you watch this, there are definitely going to be some differences because. Number one, it's live action, so you can't do all of the crazy things. I mean, you can't make your body all rubbery, right? And number two, um, you're going to find that 
that certain things are out of Netflix order with the story is not going to finance a thousand episode right. drama. Just however, <laughs> they will make more seasons if it, if something is successful. It has been packed up for a second yes. season already. So, so if they, I yes, yeah, so since they are going to offer a second season, are you going to watch? Of course, like I love this show. It is yeah. so entertaining. I loved it enough to watch insane amount of TikToks about it, as well as some of the um, online uh, reaction stuff on YouTube. It's just, it's just so much fun. It's a very fun fandom. I'm glad I found it. I don't have the energy or the time allotted to become a fanatic about the series, but I'm going to enjoy slow watching it over the next couple of years. So that's my goal. I think that I will definitely watch uh, the next season. I really enjoyed this, um, despite the fact that I had, you know, people being like, oh my gosh. So what happened is I kind of, I binged the whole, um, all of these episodes in one afternoon. In like a day. Yeah, I did. Same. I did too. So, um, so my son left for work and I was watching this. And he got home that evening and I was watching this and he could, he was just like, I cannot believe you're watching this. Uh, I was like, you know what? If you enjoy it just as a separate standalone story, it's really, really good. He's like, yeah, but that person's not supposed to be there. That's fine. But just think about it. So again, if you're a, a strong, like I love this anime, watch it, but try to see it kind of as its own story too, because it really... I think they did a really great job of pulling it all together and making it fully enjoyable, even if you know nothing about the anime. And that's really the stance that I'm taking, even in this podcast, right? I came in completely yeah. blind. I'm not an anime watcher. And so if you are somebody who typically watches K-dramas, um, you're going to feel that there's a lot of similar kind of... Um, it's a similar vibe. Yeah. It has like a the, vibe that we're very comfortable with the as story Asian arc television feel, watchers. A hundred percent. The found family, you know, it's got the, like, you are going to root for this group of straw hat pirates because they make you feel like you are completely invested in their dreams. And a good K-drama will do that. A good Chinese drama will do that. So um, so this is really for those people who maybe you haven't tried an anime before. Um, and so this is kind of a great gateway. Watch this and then you'll be like, oh, I think I might want to try the anime. So I will definitely continue if they're if they make more seasons. And then how about, as far as recommending this, would you recommend watching One Piece? I totally would. It was a lot of fun. It's eight episodes, not a lot of time commitment. You know, I think you can go in completely blind with having never watched an anime, manga, or even a J-drama before and be totally entertained. It's escapism at its best. And especially if you're looking for something that just feels very positive. Agreed. This, I mean, I'm actually your test case for that, right? I it is true. Anime. She does not watch anything. <laughs> On Netflix other than Asian TV. And here we are. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's not exactly true. I did watch Derby Girls because. Um, oh, yes. Because yeah, another C one. If C you want like, just a feel good show, yeah. Derby Girls. I, but I was actually I only watched... watching some of it the other day. It is it's, It stands up. That show yeah. is 
hilarious. Now, certainly not Asian content. It's Irish content. It's Irish. Yes. I ended up watching it because CL Kita made me um, when I was at her home. So but the best way to get me laughing. Oh my gosh, I couldn't stop laughing. The best way to get episode. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, and the best way to get me to watch something is to invite me to your home and put it on your television. So clearly. So are is- you saying strangers invite me to your home and I'll watch whatever's on your TV? Sure. <laughs> That's sure, invite like me. a way that you're going to get kidnapped by a serial killer <laughs> and he'll kill you while watching Derby Girls. <laughs> oh, goodness. Or One Piece or, or One yeah. Piece. Yeah. yeah let, let's not. Uh, I let's do not enjoy go a good serial killer drama, but I don't enjoy them in my life in real life. So, yeah, yeah we'll go. We'll stop there. But um, I would recommend One Piece. I do recommend even if you've never watched anime, even if it's, um, you know, this is completely kind of new territory, just take the step out of your comfort zone and watch because it was actually really enjoyable, um, a fun cast. And um, again, I'm, I'm, I was completely sucked into the storyline and ready for more. So definitely recommend it. All right. So thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or our Patreon page, and the links will be in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and talking is so much faster than ever.